You are listening to Cornelia Church. Passion for God, compassion for people. Hello, Koinonia. This weekend, we're going to begin a new series called Wounded. And we're going to be talking about the wounds that we've experienced in our life and how Jesus really does. Uh, he wants to heal them from our earliest childhood, from the very beginning of our lives. Uh, life has a way of bumping and bruising us uh, and leaving us wounded. Uh, some of the wounds that we experience are small, almost too little to be noticed, while others are completely devastating, right? We've experienced both of those many times in our, our lives. Rejection, betrayal, humiliation are just a few of the wounds that our souls experience as we live in this broken world. And the issue is that if we leave these things untended, the wounds, they can fester and, and, they, and they grow and they become worse. Uh, and what is even worse than that, that uh, once we are wounded, we tend to actually wound others. Uh, the good news is Jesus came, of course, to heal our wounds, to make us into wounded healers. But will we have the courage to face our wounds? That's what the series is, is all about these next couple of weeks. Uh, today I'm going to talk to you about uh, our wounds, the wounds and trauma uh, that we've experienced and how it really is important for us to recognize our wounds. Uh, if we're going to see them healed, we have to see them first. Uh, Pastor Roger next week is going to teach us how we can begin to heal from those wounds. Uh, and then uh, a week after that, I'm going to speak to you about becoming a wounded healer, which is an incredible gift that we have from Jesus, something that he wants to see each of us become. Now, today I want to begin by reading you uh, two verses, one from the very beginning of the Bible and one from the very end. We're going to start in Genesis 3.15. And it says this, I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike at your head and you will strike his heel. And then this is from Revelation 12, 17. And the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus. Now in these two verses, we see two main characters, Satan and the human race. Uh, in Genesis, we see Satan depicted as a serpent who's at war with humanity, right? Uh, it says, uh, you will uh, bruise his head and he will strike at your heel. Uh, he constantly se seeks to strike the heel of the human race. And in Revelation, we see Satan depicted as a dragon, right? the serpent in Genesis, the dragon in Revelation. And humanity, right, is depicted as the woman and her children. Here we see that Satan is also, he's declared war with each of God's kids. From the very beginning of creation there in Genesis until the end of the story in Revelation, our enemy, Satan, the enemy of our souls, is determined to do all he can to strike the sons and daughters of Adam and to wound them and even to destroy them. Remember, that's his purpose, to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, a wound is an injury to the body that typically involves a laceration, a breaking of a membrane, and usually damage to the underlying tissues. We're all familiar with what wounds are like. When you're wounded, the body has to divert resources in order to begin to repair the damage, right? The more severe the wound, the more resources the body has to redirect there and, and, and spend on hopefully healing that which has been damaged. Of course, in the most severe cases, the body is completely overwhelmed. 
uh, with the damage and, and it dies. My son uh, recently broke his collarbone. Uh, there's not much you can do if you've ever experienced a broken collarbone, you know this, there's not much you can do for broken collarbones unless in the worst cases they have to do surgery, but usually you just have to allow them to heal. Or you just kind of immobilize the arm for a couple of days and just protect it. And for several days we watched as, as my son, basically everything stopped for him, right? He couldn't work. He couldn't do much at all. It hurt to move. It hurt to watch TV. Everything just hurt because his body was totally focused on the injury. Now, that injury was relatively minor, but we also know of, of many, right, many wounds that um, leave people changed for the rest of their lives. Uh, in sports, we have a name for the kind of uh, wound or kind of in injury that forces you into immediate retirement, right? We call those career-ending injuries. Uh, those kinds of wounds, uh, they stop life as we know it, right? They can be truly devastating. Wounds, trauma, they're a big deal. Uh, if you don't deal with them properly, wounds can become infected, right? They can cause further damage to the body. Instead of getting better, they get worse and they affect other things. And eventually, if they don't heal properly, they can truly mark you and affect you for the rest of your life. Now, of course, the wounds that I want to talk to you about are, are not physical wounds, right? We're not talking about broken bones and twisted ankles. But the truth is, these kinds of wounds that we're discussing are just as damaging to each of us, probably even more so than the physical breaking of bones. I want to talk to you about the invisible wounds that we carry, right? These are wounds that we receive uh, really in our soul. More than anything, Satan desires to mark us with his wounds there in our soul, there in the invisible place. Because if he can wound us in that way, then he can limit us. His ultimate goal, of course, is to destroy us, to kill us. But if he can't do that, he would like to wound you and me in a way that will cripple us and keep us from experiencing the fullness of the life that God has for us, right? Jesus said, I've got a river of living water that's supposed to be flowing out of you. And if the enemy can limit you from that experience of the fullness of his river, that's what he's going to do every single day time. Now, let me just pause here for a second because you might be saying to yourself, and I can hear some voices right now, uh, voices perhaps that are a little uh, jaundiced, you know, they, you're saying, Pastor Andrew, what's up with all this talk about wounds? Why do we have to talk about this? Aren't we just supposed to, to get healed and move on? What are we going to do? Just stare at our wounds, talk about how bad they are. And I, listen to me, listen to me. I have no interest in pointing out wounds so that we can just look at each other and compare how bad we have been messed up in life. Oh, look at yours. Oh, check this one out right now. That's not what I'm interested at all. What I am interested in is getting healed. And very often you can't get healed if you don't know you're sick. Or perhaps you're in denial and you might be bleeding over other people, bleeding over those around you. But if you're not willing to see it, if you can't see your own woundedness, then you won't be able to receive the healing that Christ has for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says this, so that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. Listen, I want you to be familiar with the devil's schemes. I want you to be one who chases the devil rather than one who's being chased by the devil. And ignorance, if you're not familiar with how he's working, 
then often you will fall prey to his many schemes. You will end up wounded and traumatized and unable to live the way that God has desired you to live. I, I want you to know that some of the destructive patterns that you have in your life right now more than likely are connected to wounds you received in the past, even as a child. Uh, until you deal with those wounds, until you actually see that there has something that actually has to be healed, those will tend to fester and, and they'll tend to grow, right? What's even worse is that often we will pass wounds down to our kids, generation after generation, until someone says, enough, I'm dealing with this. I'm taking this to the cross. I'm taking this to someone who can do something about it. Now, one more thing before we dive into, into it today. As we talk about wounds and how we receive them, the truth is, is, is you may remember things or feel things that are painful. Uh, recently, we were having this conversation in staff, and one of our staff members shared that uh, memories from their past had kind of come flooding back as they watched a movie that depicted some of the, the things that they had experienced in their life. And suddenly, they remembered things with mixed emotions, right? Man, they didn't have even forgotten that those things had happened. And, and their response was, of course, a, a realization of, of the goodness of God and how he had actually walked them through and changed the course of their life from what could have happened. But when we begin to look at things and talk about wounds and trauma, oftentimes things can come flooding back. Uh, we can remember things that we've forgotten or have wanted to forget. We don't wanna look at them. We don't wanna stare at them because they're painful. And I just want to be very clear today, this series is about redemption and healing. And Jesus, he came to set us free. He came to restore us and to redeem us. And he has healing for you and for me. Uh, the enemy, I know this, has wanted to mark you and your kids and future generations for destruction. But the Lord wants to take those marks and heal them and turn you into a wounded healer. But it begins with acknowledging your wounds and then bringing them to the master so that he can do something about them. I think we have to be like the man with leprosy who came to Jesus. We see that in Matthew chapter eight, uh, verses two and three, right there at the beginning of the chapter. It's a very short story. It just simply says, a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And of course, then Jesus reached out and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Now, the thing there is that the man would not have been healed had he not realized that he had a problem. Of course, then once you realize you're a problem, you have to be willing to admit the problem. He had to admit it. He had to come to Jesus and say, listen, I'm unclean. Would you please do something about it? Not all trauma, not all woundedness is equal. There, there are different kinds of wounds. I'm going to pick up in the notes, and if you want to write these down, you can do that. If you want to follow along, you can do that. We've got notes if you're watching this live on the Uversion app under the Events tab. You just search for uh, our zip code or Koinonia, and they'll pop right up. And Let me just list for you a couple of different types of wounds that we have, because like I said, not all wounds are created equal. The first kind of wound I think that is, we, we should mention is simply unrecognized wounds. Have you ever found a bruise on your, on your arm or your leg? You couldn't remember where you received it. Right? It seems like that happens to my wife all the time. She'll go, man, oh, I, didn't, I don't know where I got this. Uh, you were wounded in this case, and you didn't even realize it. 
a few weeks ago, I was skiing with my boys, uh, coincidentally the same day that uh, one of my sons broke his collarbone, this other thing happened, I'm not sure. Uh, probably you should never go skiing with me is what this means. Uh, but we were at the top of the hill after making a couple of runs and I looked over and saw one of my other boys and his hair was stained with blood. Uh, he had hit his head on the last run and didn't even realize that he was bleeding. That's, a, that's an unrecognized wound, right? Sometimes we have been injured by an experience. Someone said something or, or they did something to us or we, we did something or said something to someone else and it, it resulted in a wound that we carry today but we're not even aware of it. It's unrecognized. A second kind of wound is, is uh, wounds that are recognized but they are untreated, right? Recognized but untreated. And have you right, seen a wound or you thought about a wound, you know it, you, you've got something and, and you know you've got it, but you don't wanna do anything about it, right? Because maybe sometimes it's too small and you don't consider it important. And sometimes that's okay, right? Sometimes wounds heal by themselves if they're small wounds, but there are other times that, that you know you probably should do something about that trauma, that wound, but because it's inconvenient, because it's uncomfortable, you tend to ignore it, right? I have a friend that uh, he has constant pain in his arm, in one of his arms, and he knows he needs to go to the doctor, but he just hates taking time to do it. He just doesn't wanna go to the doctor, so he hasn't done it. Meanwhile, the arm isn't getting any better, and I think that the, what's going on, the, I think the kind of injury that he has, it's not gonna fix itself. It's only gonna get worse, and so he's recognized it, but he's not actually doing anything about it. You know how that is. You have sometimes an issue in your life that you know you need to deal with. And, you know, it's a terminal tendency. It's an addiction. It's a, it's a habit pattern. It's a twisted relationship cycle. And you can see it. You know it's affecting yourself. You know it's affecting relationships. You know it's not going to fix itself. But you're just managing it because you don't, you don't actually want to deal with it. Maybe it's too painful, even the thought of working on it. Right? Usually dealing with a wound of that type means some additional pain. Right? If you need surgery, you're going to have to experience a little pain in order to fix what is broken. If your wound is infected, you're going to have to open it up and let the infection come out. Right? And, and so when you're dealing with things or thinking about these wounds that you have in yourself, it might mean you have to look at things that you don't want to look at. Right? Change some things in your life that you don't want to let go of. And because of that, we, we leave those things sometimes untreated. But untreated wounds don't generally get better by themselves. They tend to get infected. They tend to get worse. And that takes us to number three. Third kind of wound, I think, is infected wounds. Right? And these, these are wounds that, that when they're left untreated, they can get infected. And sometimes that infection goes underground, right? The surface of the wound actually looks healed, but underneath the infection is growing building and it burrows deep and it starts to twist other things in your life. It starts to affect other parts of your body. And those kinds of infections are dangerous because they begin to, to leak out, right? Maybe it's in talking about a soul wound, you, you have an injury, a trauma, and it has affected other relationships now that begin to come into the sphere because you can't keep it just controlled because that infection has begun to affect other places. Sometimes those infections are, are just very open and obvious, right? Sometimes the wound doesn't go in. Sometimes it just 
sort of soaks through the bandages, right? Forgive me for being gruesome, but sometimes your wound is infected and you can't hide it. Everyone can see you've got a problem, right? Your behavior, your language, it demonstrates that something is going on. You're either protecting yourself or you're lashing out all because you're trying to cover this infected wound that you have. The last one is our, of the types of wounds, number four is crippling wounds. Right? If you leave it infected, eventually it's going to come to a place where uh, it can no longer be dealt with. It can no longer be hidden from view, right? You can't manage it anymore. You can't work around it anymore. When you have a crippling wound, it's life-altering and life-limiting, right? All of your life really now is about that thing. Uh, every relationship in your life is affected. Every interaction with others is affected uh, because that crippling wound has now defined who you are. Now let's talk for a moment about how these wounds happen, whether it's a little small wound or whether it's a crippling wound, whatever it is, there was a point at which you became wounded. And I actually want to take you through a series of questions that's designed to help uh, people understand the trauma and wounds that they might have experienced in, in their life. And, and I'm actually gonna take you through a little quiz. There's 10 questions. Uh, you don't need a piece of paper or anything else. You just need your, your 10 fingers, right? There are 10 questions that each have yes or no answers. Uh, and I simply want you to use your fingers to keep track of where you are in terms of scoring. A yes answer, there are yes or no questions. A yes answer is one point. No answer is, is nothing, okay? This is actually called the ACEs quiz. Some of you might be familiar with that. ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. This is actually a secular quiz, uh, but it is really informative for us because what they have discovered is that these traumatic experiences in our life, they make a significant impact in the experience of every day. So here's the questions, Remember, ready with your, with your fingers, right? Prior to your 18th birthday, so we're thinking before your 18th, number one, did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often swear at you, insult you, put you down, or humiliate you in, or act in a way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt, right? Yes, you put up a finger, no, you just uh, keep your fingers closed. Number two, did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you, or ever hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured, right? If that's a yes, put up another finger. Number three, did an adult or person at least five years older than you ever touch or fondle you or have you touch their body in a sexual way or attempt or actually have any type of sexual interaction with you? Yes or no? Number four, did you often or very often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other or support? each other? Yes or, or no? Number five, did you often or very often feel that you didn't have enough to eat? You had to wear dirty clothes, you had no one to protect you, or your parents were too drunk or too high to take care of you, or to take you to the doctor if needed? Number six, were your parents ever separated or divorced? A lot of fingers moving right there. Number seven, was your mother or stepmother often or very often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at her 
or uh, perhaps very often kicked, bitten, hit with a fist, or hit with something hard, or repeatedly hit uh, at least a few minutes over a period of a few minutes or threatened with a gun or a knife? Yes or no? Number eight, did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic or who used street drugs? Yes or no? Number nine, was a household member depressed or mentally ill or did a household member attempt suicide? And then finally, number 10, did a household member go to prison ever? If yes, that's a finger. So here we go. How many fingers are you left with? Right? What's, your, what's your number there? If you're with someone right now as you're watching, tell them your number. Go ahead, compare numbers. I know, I know people that have zeros, and I know people that have tens, and just about every number in between. Now, the truth is that number is just information. It's not destiny. It just tells us something about what we have experienced. The question is now, what are we going to do with that? I, th I find it fascinating. Two people in the same family can have the same number and one be completely devastated and the other really totally healthy. Right? But the truth is the higher number that you have, the more likely it is that you are dealing with trauma that, that needs to be healed. Uh, medical studies uh, have shown that wounds you received in your childhood, right? This actually this ACEs score, the higher number that you have, there is a direct correlation with your current health. People with higher ACEs scores tend to deal with higher rates of depression, alcoholism, learning disorders, drug addiction, violence, and even heart disease. I mean, it's just it's an incredible thing that you can see a straight line from more trauma, more woundedness to more unhealth in relationships, in life, and even in your physical body as you grow older. So it might be important for you to recognize your wounds. Right? The truth is, you might be living out a destiny that was written for you by the evil one simply because you haven't truly faced the marks that he has put on your life. And the enemy wants to mark you, he wants to mark your kids, he wants to mark your future, he wants to do everything that he can to write his history on you. The truth is, whether your score is high or low, somewhere in between, the point is that Jesus wants to heal you of those wounds, those marks. He wants to take those marks that the enemy has meant for destruction, and he wants to heal you as you bring them to him. Next week, Pastor Roger is actually going to start talking about what that healing can look like, some of the process that you can go through. He's going to look through at a, a biblical story that's going to be so helpful for you. But right now, I want to end with a, a verse that we find in Isaiah chapter 53 that you might be familiar with. It's Isaiah 53, verse 5. Speaking of Jesus, it says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. And the reason I read that verse is because I want you to see that there's a direct parallel between the wounds that you may have received in life and the wounds that Jesus received. Jesus left heaven, he came to earth, became a human being for the specific purpose of breaking the power of sin and restoring us to wholeness and relationship with Father God. I love this, he didn't just preach a nice message, he actually lived out the message. The Apostle Paul referred to him as the last Adam because Jesus systematically reversed the curse that Adam and Eve brought into the world by sin. 
He, every single thing that happened because of sin, Jesus went through step by step by step and covered all of it. Every wound that he received was not by accident, but on purpose, because in his wounds, we find the answer to our wounds. See, Jesus was rejected by the very people he was sent to love. He was abandoned by everybody, even his closest friends. He was humiliated, beaten, bruised, and mocked, and ultimately murdered. He was treated unjustly, right, unfairly. Even though he was perfect and sinless, he deserved no punishment, and he had committed no crime, and yet he was nailed to a cross and died. Jesus suffered these things so that when we suffer those similar things, we can find healing in him. So my question for you today is, what wounds are you carrying? Perhaps you have been ignoring some things that need to be acknowledged, and they need to be dealt with. Maybe it's time to allow the infection to be drained. Could be that some of the things that you're dealing with in your life right now are connected to experiences in the past that you, you haven't made that connection. But there's, there's like strings that are attached to the past and whenever the enemy yanks on them, it pulls you in a different direction. It pulls you out of healthy relationship and it pulls you into a place that is destructive. Now, there's many ways that Jesus can, can heal us. It's amazing what's in his toolbox. He can do so many things. Sometimes he'll use prayer. Uh, sometimes he'll use counselors. Sometimes he'll use doctors. Sometimes he says repentance is the way, forgiveness is the way. There's, there's a process that he has for each of us to go through. But it all begins with coming to Jesus and saying, Lord, I'm a mess, but I know that you can make me clean. Now, actually, let's do that right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close with, with this. And I simply just want to ask you to bow your head and pray with me just along those same lines. Just say, Lord, I'm a mess and I need your healing. Some of the wounds that I have experienced in my life, Lord, maybe I'm not even aware of them. Some of them I'm acutely aware of them, and I don't even know sometimes how to deal with them, but Lord, I know you know how to deal with them, and I know you want to heal. You want to heal me. Lord, I thank you that you came, and you took stripes on your back, you took a crown of thorns on your head for the specific purpose that we might receive healing. And so today, Lord, we just come to you and we just ask you to give us the courage. Would you give us the courage to be honest about those areas of woundedness in our life? Give us the courage not to, to hide any longer, not to push it back and push it down and to avoid it. Lord, we don't want to see things perpetuated and we don't want to live a life that's less than what you have intended for us. So I pray that you would give us courage to step forward, courage to take our woundedness to you and courage to say yes, Lord, to what you want us to do to receive your healing in every way. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Don't miss next week. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the message, and we hope to see you on a Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Visit us online at kchamford.com, and if you want to support our ministry, click Give. Cornelia Church, passion for God, compassion for people.